Uh, I found it now. Oh. I was sharing with the coffee shop guys this morning. I, the other day I was sitting there, and the Lord just told me to read the book of Acts. So I was reading the long book of Acts. And I came to chapter 2. And it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly the sound of a rushing wind filled the house. And there was cloven tongues upon each of them. But you know what Peter said, verse 14. Peter standing up with the eleven. See, all these other folks were drunk. Not as you suppose, but they were drunk. But Peter with the eleven was standing up because Jesus had already breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. They were standing up together with him. Now, Mike would have been on the floor rolling around, but the eleven was standing up. But he says... Look, he says, uh, hearken to my words, for these are not drunken as you suppose, <clears throat> seeing it's but the third hour of the day. But this, this was that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And he goes on, my servants and handmaids. But when I read that word, it shall come to pass in the last days, the Holy Spirit stopped me. And he said, it's a day. It's not days. It's a point of event. In the last day, there's an end. And part of that prophecy about this day that we heard a while ago, he says, this day was a day of sadness, but this day from now on is a day of gladness. There's a transition. There is a transitional shift from the old sadness to the new gladness. That's why we are living in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. <clears throat> in the kingdom, there is no sadness. Sadness does not exist in heaven or in the kingdom of God. And we've been transitioned, exchanged from the old into the new. And that's why it's so critical for you to see there was a coming to an end this day. This day, he said, this is that day that was spoken In the Greek, it says 24-hour period from sundown to sunset. It doesn't say days. It says day. The end of one. And we've said before, the day of Pentecost was the manifestation of the new covenant. The full manifestation was the day of Pentecost. From sadness to gladness. Thou hast turned my mourning into dancing for thee. Jeremiah. See, we're, we're out of mourning. We're into dancing. That's not so critical for us to understand the days we're living in. These are new days. All right. This has nothing to do with what I was preaching. I just felt like just this, all of that happened to set up for this day. This day. See, that's what he was saying. That's what it says in Joel, too. This day. And why is that important? Because days could mean anything. Day means day. It says of Jesus, in the last day, in the last day, Jesus said the last day of the feast, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this spake he of the Holy Ghost that they that believe into him 
should receive. So if you're into him, you're in a day of gladness, not sadness. Morning, sadness and mourning shall flee away, it says in Jeremiah. Shall what? Flee away. It's a demon. Let it flee. Be in gladness, not sadness. Because this is a day of great tidings. A day of what? Great tidings. That's why I believe March 4th has more significance on what we're going to do than we really realize. It's going to be a re-releasing of what he's never stopped. He's never stopped. And he's going to pour it out on all flesh. And Peter said, for the promise is unto you, unto your children, your children's children, and to them that are far off as many as the Lord their God shall call. And it shall come to pass that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be what? Delivered. Delivered, it said in Joel. The word sozo means healed, delivered, set free, everything. everything. Got the whole enchilada right yes. there. What's that got to do with what you're speaking? I don't know. I don't know. Second Peter chapter 1. We've been talking about the seed. Sowing this seed. It's a time to sow the word of God. And watch for it to come forth quickly. Watch what you say. Death and life's what? In the power of the tongue. And they that love it are going to eat the fruit of it. The what? Fruit of gladness, not sadness. Avoid those times of sadness. That's not who you are. It's times of gladness. Weeping may endure for the night, but the night's over. It's a new day, but joy comes in the morning. You're in mourning. You're not children of darkness. You're children of light. Walk as children of light in the daytime in the gladness. Okay, Second Peter chapter 1, Peter's saying, verse 12, Wherefore, I will not be negligent to always put you in remembrance of these things, though you know them and you're established in this present truth. I think it is meet as long as I'm in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. And I want to put you in remembrance today of what the Word says. What the Word says. We are living By the implanted word of another. We are living by the living word of another. We're in union with the living word. And we have the ability to speak those things into existence. We're children of Abraham. We're calling those things that be not as though they what? The were. We're going to see kingdom things begin to happen in a greater way. We are. I was thinking about, but, but we've got to respond to the word. I preached on this a few times, but I wanted to hear it again. So in Luke chapter 5, when Jesus was preaching, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 5. Okay. Ooh, boy, I feel it. Man, it's stout up here. Whew, verse 1, it came to pass as the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the word of God. What did they come to hear? What do you think Jesus went about doing? What was he preaching? The word of God. They came to hear the word because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And they they beheld the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And it says, and and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. 
And as he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed that he would trust out a little from the land, he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And when they had left speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answered and said, Master, we've toiled all night. You see the picture? They fished all night long. They give out. And they've taken nothing. And they've washed their nets. Okay? And he says, We've fished all night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the N-E-T, is what it says in King James. I don't know what yours says, but the Young's says net. Jesus said, let down your nets, plural. Peter said, you know, Master, we've fished all night and caught nothing, and we've washed our net. But at your word, I'll let down one net just to show you it's not going to happen. So he let down the net. And the net began to break, it says in the Greek. It began to break. Why? Because he didn't let down the nets. He only let down one, and it began to break. But the key, nevertheless, we fished on that. At your word, what is it? That word is so important, to obey his word. What he says to you, do. Obey that word. Let down your nets. And I thought it's interesting, it's not in any version, but King James and the Youngs is, goes along with, with this. And you look up in the Greek, you can't see it, but see the picture. Sometimes you have to see the picture of them fishing all night with their nets, and they just washed them out. They were tired and ready to go home. And here this guy's preaching, and he asked to use the boat, and then he says, throw your net over. We're ready to go home. We're tired. But... We'll let down the net. It's so crucial that we understand that. Psalms 138 verse 2 says, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth. For you have magnified your word above your name. You've magnified what you say above who you are. Your word is above who you are. Now I want you to see that. It's kind of like your word is, is setting upon your character and your nature. What you speak shows up and reflects who you are. You've magnified your word above your name. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick. It's, it's alive. It's powerful. Verse 12, Hebrews 4.12, Sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing under of soul and spirits and joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And then it goes on to say, Neither is any creature that's not made manifest in his sight, for all things are naked and open before the eyes of whom we have to do. The Word of God is quick. It's powerful. It's sharp. It can separate the bones, the joints, the marrow, the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God is active and alive. We're dealing with a living Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He wants our flesh to become the Word. His flesh, His Word became flesh, and He wants our old flesh to be exchanged for His Word. That that's who we become, the living Word. We're in union with the living Word of God. Amen? Amen. James 1.18 says, Of His own will, He birthed us. He bred us forth. Of his own will, he bred us forth with the word of truth. With what? The word of truth is what brought us forth. 
that we should be what? A kind of first fruits among his creation. He bred us forth to be new creations. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Ooh, hallelujah. Wherefore, lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. That's a big old King James word that I don't know what all means. And receive with meekness the engrafted, implanted word which is able to save your souls. What's it able to do? Save your souls. Your mind, your will, your emotion. That part of you that thinks yourself happy. That part of you that thinks yourself happy. Your new soul. Think on these things, your mind, your will, and your emotion. It's a whole new day. It's a whole new kingdom. The engrafted word that's able to save your souls. And what does it say? Receiving the end of your faith. The what? The salvation of your soul. Your soul. That's why Jesus paid such an awesome price in the garden for you to have a new soul. New mind. New will. New emotion. He don't want you just to have a new spirit and go through life dealing with all this old junk of the past. He wants you to let it all go and remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. And on the day, he says, this is that day for the old to, to be gone and for there be a whole brand new. And these were not all drunk, as you suppose. Think about the picture. When the Holy Spirit came, a whole new way of living came up. Be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking to yourself in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Woo! Making melody in your heart. That's the kingdom. You want to know what the kingdom looks like? There it is. Righteousness. Total state of knowing that you're right with God. Peace that passes all understanding. Joy in the Holy Ghost. That's who you are. So there's that prophetic word. I I heard it real clear. Sadness is gone. Gladness is here. Let your hearts rejoice. In the Holy Ghost. It was a pivotal point. The day of Pentecost was a transitional time. From the old to the new. Look at Peter before. Why was none of them at the cross? They was afraid, they were scared, and he'd even cursed and denied he even knew who Jesus was. But after he received the Holy Ghost, they perceived that they were ignorant and unlearned men, but they took counsel of him because they saw the boldness and knew he had been they'd been with the Lord. Simon was gone. Peter was there. And he said what? I'll build my church on this. And he says, I'm going to give you, Peter, the key to the kingdom. The Holy Ghost is the key to the kingdom. I'm going to give you the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Woo! And he sat down expecting his what? Enemies to be made his footstool. Who's he expecting to do that? You. Me. We've taken away too much. 
it's time to just say no. Just say no more. No more. Not on my watch. Say not on my watch. Woo, did you get goosebumps when you said not on my watch? Oh, yeah. That's because the Word of God is dwelling in you richly. Oh. Man. Mm, it's good. I was just thinking about the word in James. It says, but he that looketh into the perfect law of liberty, he that looketh, and being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work shall be blessed in all he does. Don't be a forgetful hearer. Look into that perfect law of liberty. Get established in that work of righteousness, the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 4, <clears throat> when, Je- when the Satan said to Jesus, If you be the Son of God, or since you the Son of God, command these stones that they may be made bread. And Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Out of where? Every word that comes out of the mouth of God. This is what we got to live in, saints. This is the seeds that we got to sow in this time of sowing. And reaping, it's the time to speak the word. Speak the word. Now, behold their threatenings, it says in Acts 4. And behold their threatenings. The world's threatening you, it's threatening me. And he says, and grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word. Whose word? His word. By stretching forth his hand to heal. That signs and wonders will be done in the name of the holy child, Jesus Christ. Speak his word. Stretch forth his hand. Why? You're the body of Christ. Members one of another. Yes. I, I told some guys, I said, you know the thing I was reading John G. Lake, and I saw what happened with John G. Lake and his family and his wife. His wife literally starved to death feeding people because they didn't have nothing to feed them. She died of malnutrition. And see, that's not God's intent for the body of Christ. To raise up one or two or three or four people to have a healing ministry to everybody in the world coming day and night, beating on the doors, wanting healing, and giving everything you got till you have nothing left to give and you die. God's plan is for you, the body of Christ. They lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These things are meant for the body to use, not for certain individuals. They're tools, not toys. We're going to see a mighty move of God. But it's going to be every member. Every member. It's not going to be any certain glorified members. That was the days of past. What happened to all of them? They all died. Some of them alcoholics. Why? War plumb out. Burned out. See, he's got a platter plan for you. Like he told me, health is a whole lot better than healing. When we learn our identity and who we are, we can walk in health. We read the last couple of days. He said, for the child of God, healing should not be an option for you. Health should be your option. You should be past needing healing, living in health. That's what he paid for. Why? Attend unto my word and incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from your mouth. Keep them in the midst of your heart for their life to those that find them. 
and health to all your flesh. Keep this new heart I've given you with all diligence, for out of it flows the very life of God. Out of that heart flows the life of God. Wellsprings of God. He wants you to be a well springing up. Springing up. Spring up, oh well. You're a springing up well. Let you well spring. You know, when he was talking about the rain, I could just see that raindrops hitting that dust and the dust just coming up. That's what you to be in this crooked and perverse world we're in. A wellspring flowing up everywhere you go. Every life everywhere you go. Acts 20 32. He said, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. And Jesus added, by faith that it's in me. By faith it's in me, Paul quoted in Acts 26 or so. The word of his what? Grace. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Psalms 107 verse 20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his what? Word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. 2 Corinthians 7 1 says having these promises dearly beloved through these promises Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. What cleanses you? The promises, the word of God. Husbands, love your wives, as Christ also loved the church, that he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of the water by the word, that he may present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blame. That's what he's done to us, washed us with the water of the word. Ooh, getting goosebumps. So he can present to himself a glorious church. Washing by the water and the blood. These that come by the water and the blood. Water and blood. To purify unto himself. A peculiar people. Say, I'm peculiar. Zealous of good works. Peculiar person. It's who you are. Second Peter chapter 1, I was already there a while ago, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these promises you may be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. And besides this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, knowledge, temperance, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity. If these things be in you and abound, they make you that you neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of God. But he that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he's purged from his old sins. Oh, wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence. Quickly, quickly see to make your calling and your election sure. For if you do these things, if you let the word dwell in you, the promises, you will never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Then, wherefore, brethren, I'll not be negligent 
to always put you in remembrance of these things, though you know them, are established in this present truth. Woo, it's good. <laughs> Thy word have I, what? Hid in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto according to your word. So let it dwell in you richly. Richly. Because you're living richly in union with him that is the word. That's who you are. Don't buy into that old thing. <clears throat> living epistles, speaking living word, will produce living works. Let me say that again. Living epistles, speaking the living word, will produce living works. John 14, 10, Jesus says, Believe thou not that I'm in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he doeth the works. The word produces the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for my works' sakes. For the word do the miracles. The words do the miracles. And the Lord went with his disciples, Mark 16, confirming their words with signs following. Who confirms the words of his messengers. That's what he wants. He wants to see you activated into the word of God and watch it produce the works. I think that's what I was sensing. He's saying, this is a day for you to come into awareness of what you say and what you reap is going to be quickly. Quickly, I think Jerry had the word that the reapers would overtake the sowers or whatever that is. Sowers will overtake the reapers, isn't it? I think. See, that's a quick harvest. Mm. John fourteen twelve. He that believeth into me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works shall he do, because I go to the Father. And he's seated together with the Father right now in heavenly places. Psalms 119, verse 62, I rejoice as you, at your word as one that finds great spoil. And what did he say in John 8, 31? If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. So stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, and be not again entangled with the yoke of bondage. Stand fast. Stand. Stand in the fire. Today to stand in the fire. Didn't we sing that last week? I need you to stand in the fire. It didn't mean the fire's not coming. It means you stand in the fire. Have your loins girded about with truth and the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Woo, and above all, take the shield of faith. Hmm. You know, Job said twenty three twelve. I have I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary feed, food. Yeah. Job said, I esteem the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. And what did Jesus say to the disciples? Man shall not live by bread. I have meat to eat you know not of. Take this is my body, this is my blood. Except you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life in you. See, the life's in the Word. And you know what's so astounding? is how old this Word is and how lively it is. 
It never gets old. It never gets stale. It's new every morning. And there's still hidden gold treasures here we haven't seen yet. That we haven't seen yet. It's not old. It's a fresh as the day it was spoken. First Peter chapter 2, 1. Wherefore lay aside all malice and guile and hypocrisy and envies and all speaking evil. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. And even when he said to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written in therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. If that was true over on that which has gone, how much more truth is it now when he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it will be done. If you abide. Now see, we're in union. We are in him and you can't get out of him. Don't let the devil or anything else pull you out of your identity of Christ. Don't let anything pull you out of that. Because who can separate us from the love of God? Nothing. Nobody and no thing. That's security. You talk about security of the believers, John. That's security. Woo! You know, I was thinking earlier when we started worshiping. You know, we have such an honor to come and praise and worship him for what he's done for us. Hebrews 13, 15 says, By him, therefore, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto the Father. You can't even do that apart from him. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Why? Because it's what he's done that gives you everything you got and there's nothing left for you to do but just worship and thank him for what he's done. It's such an honor to be able to worship and praise him. Honor. Not for anything, but because of everything. One, Psalms 119, 1 the last part says, Quicken me according to your word. His word says, He forgiveth all your iniquities and heals what? All your diseases. Psalms 103, 3. There's a seed in you that insists that you were born again to overcome the world. There is a seed within you that insists that you were born again to overcome and live in victory. I was watching the Olympics and this one commercial come up. You were born to do what you can't do. You were born to do what you can't do. You were born again to do what you can't do. But I can do all things through him that strengthens me. Take the limits off. Don't limit the Holy One of Israel. Man, you're living in a supernatural realm. We need to start thinking supernatural. 1 John 5, 4, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. 
in what he's done. Your faith is in what he's done. Living by the faith of him that created everything, we're living by his faith because it's of him. But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah says, who hath believed reports? So faith comes by hearing the gospel and hearing by the word of God. Hearing by the what? Because the blessing of the Lord, what is it? Proverbs 10, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. Say, I'll take the riches. I believe I can handle it. Because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Woo, hallelujah. And that's when Jesus said in John 15, 7, If you abide in union with me, and my words abide in union with you, you shall ask what you will, and it will be done of you. Hebrews 1, 3, Who being in the brightness of his glory, the expressed image of his person, the expressed image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his what? Power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, and made you to be seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 55.10 For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing wherewith I have sent it. And you will go out with joy and be led with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and the trees of the field will clap their hands. And on my servants and handmaids, I will pour out my spirit in that day. And they'll prophesy. They'll cast out devils. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they'll all recover. So what I want to see is us doing the stuff. Doing the stuff. Hallelujah. Stand. So the Lord has blessed you. The Lord is keeping you. The Lord has made his face to shine upon you, and you're in union with him. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's lifted up his counsel upon you and given you peace. Woo! In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. (laughs) 